0: Would you please stand for the reading of God's word? We're in Acts chapter four. And as they were speaking to the people, the priests and the captains of the temple and the Sadducees came upon them greatly annoyed because they were teaching the people and proclaiming in Jesus the resurrection from the dead. And they arrested them and put them in custody until the next day, for it was already evening. But many of those who had heard the word believed, and the number of men came to about 5,000. On the next day, the rulers and the elders and scribes gathered together in Jerusalem with Annas, the high priest, and Caiaphas, and John, and Alexander, and all who were of the high priestly family. And when they had set them in the midst, they inquired, by what power, about what name did you do this? Then Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, said to them, rulers of the people and elders, if we are being examined today concerning a good deed done to a crippled man, by what means this man has been healed? Let it be known to all of you. And to all people of Israel, that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, whom God raised from the dead, by him this man is standing before you well. This Jesus is the Christ, is the stone that was rejected by, by you. The builders which has be, the, the builder which has become the cornerstone. And in there, to anyone in this name. So they called them and charged them not to speak or teach at all in the name of Jesus. But Peter and John answered them, Whether it is right in the sight of God to listen to you, rather it is right in the sight of God to listen to you rather than to God, you must judge. For we cannot but speak of of what we have seen and heard. This is the word of God, it is absolutely true, and it is given to us in love. You may be seated. If you would join me in a word of prayer. Father, we pray that you would work in our hearts today, that we would be more like you in every way. We pray that you would speak, and that we, your people, would hear, and that our lives would be transformed this we ask in the name of Jesus Christ, amen. Today I want to speak from a subject, boldness through tough times, boldness through tough times. Recently, I had to go to uh, Presbytery for a floor examination, for ordination. And I was going, and I'm gonna tell you guys the truth, I was nervous. I was concerned. I wasn't even sure that I would be able to recall the information that I had studied. It was a lot of information and just having so many different subjects to have to recall and so many things that I had studied, I was nervous. Quite frankly, I was a little bit terrified. I was wondering, like, as I'm driving, I'm like, turn around, Willie, go back home. You don't have to do this. Just go back home. But as I was driving, I received a phone call from someone and that person said to me, it was not Dave, it was not Dave. And that person said to me, Willie, um, trust that the Holy Spirit will bring everything back in in your mind that you've already studied. And those words provided comfort me, comfort for me. And it, it, then they said, and just stand boldly and talk about what, you know, answer the questions that, you know, and, and that just did something. It, it just comforted me. It, it gave me some peace. And so I, I was I was all right for the moment, of course, until I stood on the floor. (laughs) It was, it it gave me comfort while I was in the car. But you know, in this life, we will be faced with challenges and situations. And sometimes these situations are tough. And we often wondering like, how am I going to make it through? Y'all sometimes, especially in the church, we are going to be pushed out of our comfort zone. And here's what we're finding that we need a boldness. We need something that we cannot work up in ourselves. A lot of times when you ask people, well, you didn't look like you were gonna make it. And most times we say, well, something just happened to me and and I just willed myself to do this. I want you to know that on this journey called life, at we as a church, we need a boldness. We need a boldness that is not based on what we can work up we need a boldness that's outside of anything that we can conjure up are y'all following me we need a boldness uh different 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 than the boldness that we've seen in the past year and a half displayed in the church and in the world the boldness i'm talking about is not demeaning it's not divisive it's not hurtful Y'all, y'all, if we're true, we've seen some demeaning and divisive and hurtful boldness in the church and outside of the church in the last year and a half. Am I right? Amen, I am. We, we've seen it. We've seen it. But the boldness that I'm talking about, this boldness that I'm talking about comes from the Holy Spirit. It's what Peter was talking about on Pentecost. I'm talking about the th- this boldness will cause your sons and daughters to prophesy, young men to see visions, old men to dream dreams. For, for many people, the work of the Holy Spirit is a very touchy subject. When we begin to talk about the Holy Spirit, y'all, we get quiet, we begin to look at each other, we begin to look at each other. Strange because we don't know what the person is about to talk about. But the Holy Spirit that I'm talking about is the third person of the Trinity. Are y'all listening to me? It's a person. There's an article that was um, written this week in the Gospel Coalition, and it talked about the majority of self-identified Christians don't believe the Holy Spirit is real. That's, that was produced this week. It said the article concluded with this, while fully comprehending the mysteries of the Spirit remains beyond our capacity as humans, we can learn at least the spirit like us is a being and a person. Now, if I had written our article, I would have ended it a little bit better. I would have said, I think, uh, while while fully comprehending the mysteries of the spirit remains beyond our capacity as humans, he is real and at work today. Has anybody decided about that? That he is real and at work today. And that's the type of boldness that we need the boldness that only the Holy Spirit can produce. We need a boldness. This boldness will cause us to speak truth to power when darkness tries to overtake the light. And that is what's happening in this chapter because we hear the priests, the captain of the temple, the Sadducees were people who, who love darkness more than they love the light of the gospel. And that is shown in Jesus Christ. We see it because, the Peter and John was telling folk about Jesus, the captain, uh, uh, the priests, and the Sadducees, they decided that we need to stop these people. We need to stop them because they are telling folk about Jesus. And if Jesus is truly who they say he is, then people will stop listening to us and they'll start following it is Jesus that they're talking about. So they, they were upset, they, they wanted the light, they wanted the darkness more than light. And I need y'all to know that everybody is not gonna be happy about this Jesus that we talk about. There, there, there's gonna be opposition, there's gonna, there's gonna be pushback when we talk about Jesus. The Jesus that I'm talking about is the Jesus who came to set the captives free. That's the Jesus that we preach. The Jesus that came to be good news to the poor. The Jesus that came to give sight to the blind the Jesus who came to preach and set the prisoners free. This is the Jesus that I'm talking about, the Jesus that will lift you up from the bottom and bring you into a place of importance. The good news is that Jesus is for all people, not few people, but all people, the rich, the poor, the male, the slave, the free. Jesus says in his word that every tribe, every nation, Jesus calls all these people To himself. This is the Jesus that I'm talking about. Everybody's not going to be happy about him. So we're going to have opposition. And we need a boldness to stand up and tell the folk about Jesus. Are y'all with me today? We need to be able to tell them that Jesus is the one, that Jesus died for us. Are y'all happy about that? I know I am. It's because of his grace and mercy that we're all here today. So we need a boldness to tell folk about Jesus look at verse 12 it says this that and there is salvation in no one else for there is no other name under heaven given among among men by which we must be saved now we need this boldness we need this boldness to tell people about Jesus. We need this boldness if we're going to do justice, love mercy and walk humbly. We need this. We need this. Are y'all hearing me? Because there's pushback. There's pushback against the church. Nobody wants to see the church prosper. I'm excited that the gates of hell will not prevail against the church, but there are people that don't want to see the church move forward. There are people that don't want to see people from every tribe and every tongue and every nation. There are people that think the gospel is just for them and nobody else. Well, I'm here to tell you, we need a boldness to tell tell the world that there's dying men and women out there who need to know about Jesus. And we need a boldness to stand up in front of folk and say Jesus is the only way. There's courage. There's courage that we can't muster up on our own. There's a boldness that we need, and it comes from the Holy Spirit. Now, listen to this. When they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived they were uneducated, common men, they were astonished, and they recognized they had been with Jesus. Isn't that something? They look at them, and they say, this just this, this Peter and John. These, these are just nobodies. That, that's, that's what they're saying. They, listen to what it says. It says there are, Uneducated, common men. Ain't nothing special about them except for the fact they have been with Jesus. Is anybody excited about that? Folk look at us and discount us. Folk look at us and say, oh, they ain't got nothing to say. What they're talking about don't mean anything. But what makes us anything is that we've been with Jesus, that we have met Jesus. That's good news today. That is good news. I'm nothing, I'm nobody, but I know Jesus. Guess what, more importantly, Jesus knows me. Y'all, we can get happy about that. We can get happy about the fact that we, you don't have to have a lot of education. See, there are people who who, who graduated, uh, magna cum laude and all this kind of stuff, y'all. I just graduated, thank you, Lordy. Are you following me? You You ain't got to know everything. You just need to know Jesus. You need to come in contact with him, and he will do what needs to be done. The Spirit will give you boldness. Anybody in here ever felt like, you know, if I tell somebody about Jesus, they won't listen to me? Listen, you, you ain't got to worry about it. You just do what he say. When he gives you the boldness, you tell him. The Scripture says right here: when Peter and John preached, five thousand men were saved. Isn't that good? Dave, that's a good Sunday. I'm telling you, that's a good Sunday. That's a good Sunday that when they preach this message, that 5,000 men heard it. So here's, I'm, I got three quick points that I'm sitting down. I promise we need this boldness because at times it's going to be fierce. Y'all at times it's going to be fierce. It's going to be at times that you want to give up. You're not even understanding why you're doing what you're doing but we need this boldness to tell them about Jesus. When we get this boldness inside of us, y'all lady, it, it don't matter what happened to us. I, I can remember, man, when, when God was working in my life, uh, this, this was years ago, before I, before I was a police officer, I was sitting at my mama's house and I got up and I said, mama, I'll be right back. And she's looking at me, she said, where you going? I say, the Lord just told me to go up to the park, go through the park, I feel it in my spirit. I just feel like God has just told me to go talk to some guys in the park. So I go and I go and I find a drug dealer. And I said, I want to talk to you. He said, what you want to talk about? I said, I want to talk to you about God. He said, hey, man, I don't want to hear that. He said, but I will do this for you. He called all the other guys. He said, listen to what he got to say. Look, look, that was good enough. I, I made the move. I did what God told me, what I believe God told me to do. I didn't get the one that I thought I was supposed to get, but there was an audience that was provided for me. And all I had to do was what God said do. That is it. I didn't tell him anything special. I ain't tell him anything that I made up. I told him about Jesus, that Jesus was the only way. And we need boldness to do that. I'm nothing special. I'm nothing special. But when he tells you to do something, guess what you have to do? You got to do it. There's a boldness that only he can give. It's going to be fierce. It's going to be challenging. But we need to be able to tell people about Jesus. Listen to what they said. They say they arrested Peter and John, put him in jail. They realized what Peter and John had done. They said it was a notable sign. But so they don't talk about Jesus anymore. Let's threaten them and tell them, don't y'all do this no more. You know what their response was? Well, let, me, let me just kind of tell you what my response might have would have been. All right, don't hurt me, let me go. I'm going on about my business, and willing. Are y'all hearing me, and willing. But when there's a boldness on you, we respond like Peter and John did. Well, listen, hey, <laughs> If you think we're supposed to believe you over God, that's for you to judge. <laughs> but we can't help but tell what we've heard and seen. Isn't that something, y'all? If if you know that he's good, guess what you ought to do? Tell it. If he's made a way out of no way for you, guess what you ought to do? Tell it. Y'all, we sang this song on Christmas time. Go tell it on the mountain. Y'all like my voice over the hills and y'all we we sing that song because that's what we're supposed to do we're supposed to tell the world about jesus we're supposed to tell it we can't we can't keep it to ourselves because he's been good to me where i'm from they say it's like fire shut up in my bones. i tried to keep it to myself but i couldn't tell it are y'all following me today? Has God been good to anybody in this place under this tent? Has he made a way for you? Has he kept you? See, see, we're supposed to tell it even in the face of feariness it, when it's going to be fierce. Now, listen to this. Also, we got to tell it because there's people out there that need to hear it. Y'all, y'all saw that scripture that 5,000 people, 5,000 men were saved. There are people out there that need to hear it. God got drug dealers who need to hear it. You got a sister that need to hear it. How many people in here got family members that need to hear the gospel? How many people in here got family members that need to know Jesus? We need to tell it, we can't afford to keep it to ourselves. So even, even if it's tough, even if people pushing, up, pushing against us, even if people are threatening us, we need to stand up in the power of the Holy Spirit and do what God has assigned for our hands to do. As a church, we are called to be the light of the world. Somebody needs to hear the gospel, and we are a church, so guess what we should do? We need to tell them about Jesus. So even in when it's fierce, even we need to tell it because the world needs to know. And we need to tell it because when we tell the gospel, guess what it does? It makes us stronger. Are y'all with me? It makes us stronger. We be we begin to 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 the more you say a thing, guess what happens? The more you believe it. The more we tell people about Jesus, the more you can say, Look, it ain't, I'm a mess. I'm a mess. God saved me. Look, folks want to know why you don't do what you used to do no more. It ain't got nothing to do with me, it got everything to do with him. Because Our natural nature is to do that thing that we ought not do. So if we're not doing those things anymore, it has nothing to do with us, but everything to do with the power of the Spirit that's on us. And when we tell it, even as a church, is anybody happy when somebody in our church family is blessed? And we realize it's God, it strengthens us it gives us joy it helps us when we can look at our brothers and sisters and know that god is moving in their life when we share the gospel even in here telling somebody about the goodness of jesus christ that he died but he got up with all power in his hand that's what peter was telling peter was like all that stuff that was talked about in the beginning he is it y'all crucified him y'all 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 discounted him But he is not just the stone, but he's become the cornerstone, y'all. That's good news today that Jesus is the way, that Jesus, listen, the Spirit is alive and at work right now. We don't serve a, a Savior that's on the cross. We serve a risen Savior. Is that good? He's alive. And we need this boldness. We need to tell him. We need to stand up even when it's hard. We need to stand up because people need to hear it. And we need this boldness in our life because it strengthens us. Dave prayed a prayer for our community. He prayed a prayer for the people around us. Y'all, we, we want to see folk come to see Jesus. Not a, it's not about us. We want folk to know him as their Lord and Savior. We want folk to connect to him. Y'all, we got to stand up. Sometimes we, we run because it's tough. Sometimes we don't say nothing because we don't people to people to look at us strange, but people need to hear it. They don't look at you strange before. Something that you were doing that God didn't tell you to do. <laughs> but let them look at you strange for doing what God says. Let them talk about you for... For, for what God has told you to do. Brothers and sisters, we have got to tell it. Said I wasn't going to tell nobody. But I couldn't keep it to myself. He's been good to us. Has he not? If he's been good to you, you ought to tell it. You ought to allow the boldness of the Holy Spirit to direct your talk, your thoughts, your tongue. And you ought to say the things that God has called us to do. Peter and John did it in the face, they were arrested, threatened, and then said, guess what we're going to do? We're going to tell it. We can't we can't help but tell. If he's been good to you, if he's been a way maker, if he's been a burden bearer, if he's been a bridge over troubled water, if he's been there when folk has turned their back on you, if he's comforted you in the midnight hour when everybody else was gone, it was just you and him. You ought to tell it. Don't keep it to yourself. There is a boldness that God has given, and it's in the Holy Spirit, the person of the Holy Spirit, we ought to tell what he's done. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for who you are. We thank you for your grace, your mercy, your love and kindness. God, we thank you that you have been good to us even when we have not been obedient even when we have lived a life of fear so father we now pray for the boldness that only the holy spirit can provide we pray now god that you will use us as your vessels to share the good news of the gospel of jesus christ that we'll let men women boys and girls know that you are the way so father we pray That we're not just people who talk, but we are people who live as living examples of who you are. So, Father, we pray now that you would give us that boldness that calls us to do what you have assigned our hands to do. This we pray in Jesus name. Amen. Thank you for listening to our podcast. If you would like more information or would like to help support the local body of Christchurch in Town, please visit our website at christchurchintown.org.